0: Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. Good stuff. So good. So good. Hallelujah. That's good stuff. Just keep preaching. Just keep on preaching. Oh, thank you, Lord. Well, good morning. This is low, really low, so let me turn it up a notch. I'm 6'4", I'm a tall guy. Uh, How many enjoyed worship this morning? Yes. Uh, Trying some new things. First time Joanne's been out, which is really weird, but we love her and speak life and strength over her today. And uh, Joseph and Eva... Um, over them as well, they'll have a good time away and to get some rest and to, um, have some good time together. Amen. Um, I'm excited. Who's excited to see, I love to see the worship team evolve. You know, we've come a long way since we've been doing worship here ever since, uh, the transition into this new day. Um, it is a transition. So give your, give yourself some patience because you're becoming someone you've never been before. We're becoming something we've never been before. So give yourself patience to evolve, to change. And if you're a living, breathing human being, there's one thing that we all have in common, we're all changing. He's not, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, but he's changing us into the image of his son the whole reason why we're here. There's no other reason to be here but to be conformed into the image of Jesus. (laughs) The person of Yeshua, a real living, live, breathing person who's not out here, but he's in here waiting to get out of you to get out here. He's alive. He's a person. Peace is not a feeling, it's a person. Yeshua walks into us if we answer the door. Behold, I stand at the door and I'm just just steady knocking. He's never not knocking. <laughs> it's good to have Brittany and Paul here today. God bless give it up for them. We love them. and um, David and Kaylee. Good to have you guys here today. Um, yeehaw! Oh, Jesus! Oh! Blessed be the name of the Lord. He is worthy to be praised and adored. So we lift up holy hands in one accord. Singing, blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord, he is worthy to be praised and adored. So we lift up holy hands in one accord, singing, Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Worthy, you are worthy, King of kings, Lord of lords, You are worthy. Worthy. You are worthy. King of kings, Lord of lords, I worship You. Oh, the blood of Jesus, Oh, the blood of Jesus, oh, the blood of Jesus, he washes white as snow. Anytime you're feeling weary, just sing a song to him. Anytime you're struggling or wrestling, sing a song to Him. Learn to love your own voice. Even if you don't sound good, sing your song. Don't let anyone take your song away. Don't let anyone take your shout away. Do not be anxious for nothing in all things, I find myself content. Yeah. When I want to do right, I do wrong. When I want to do good, I do bad. Paul says in New Testament, and he says, "I've learned to be content in all things." I hear the rain. It's about a person. This whole kingdom is about a relationship with the king. It's not about a great message. It's not about a great song. It's not about your church attendance. As good and as important as those are, it's about a relationship with a person who is the door to the Father. Amen. Amen. Oh, Jessica, you did marvelous on the announcements. You are an awesome lady. And I'm happy to have you all here. Amen. Oh, we've been crying out for new people. And they're, when they're here, we don't even honor them. We do, but I wanna do it again. Thank y'all for coming, man. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy and Lindsay, thank y'all for recommitting yourself to this place years ago. Yeah. It means something to me. Yeah. You're only as good as the people in front of you. If there's not anyone in front of you, there's nothing to say. <laughs> But there's a remnant of people in this house, some here, some that aren't here. One Sunday we'll have everybody that is here, and that'll be great. You ever wonder pray for that? I do. I like to see people. I like to know where you are and what you're doing and how you're doing it. And most of the time I get in trouble, so I go right back to my lane and I just do what I do. Because I'm a people person. I love people. Thank you, Uncle Steve. Appreciate that. And Cheryl, thank you for the tears. I want more tears. I want more laughter. I want more things that make you uneasy. Woo, swirl. First Peter, royal priesthood, a chosen generation of peculiar people. Be careful before you say you wanna be that. Because he'll come along in the nighttime and put the weight on you. And you'll wake up with a different layer of weight than you had the night before you went to bed. Isn't that what it's all about? Weight upon weight upon weight upon weight that we get in the weight, the W E I G H T, we get in the W A I T. Amen. Does that make sense? Y'all, amen. I've got a challenge this morning for myself to love who I am in the Lord and learn how to do new things. And if we're not doing that, if we're not taking risk to do new things, then we're not in the kingdom. I haven't learned the art, Bill Johnson, one of my favorite preachers in Bethel, he has the art of turning it off and then coughing. I haven't got that good yet. Let's see if it works. Let's see if this works. It worked. There's an art to that. There's an art to all this. I wanna be good at it. Not just to impress you guys. Honestly, I don't really care what you think. If I did, I wouldn't be up here. I care what he thinks. And when I'm a lover and a romantic, romantic man, which is just unusual in the day we live today, but I'm willing to be peripoasis, it's a peculiar, one belonging exclusively to another. I'm just here to tell you, if you say yes to that, it's gonna look different. It ain't going to look like First Baptist up the road. It's nothing wrong with them. I love them. I love religious spirits. I love Baptist people. I love Catholics. I love atheists, agnostic. I don't really care. What you do doesn't get in the way of who I am, so I can be comfortable around whoever, and I can change you just by being in the atmosphere. I feel the Holy Ghost. Gonna try to stay locked in today. So turn to Galatians. <laughs> Where is my sheet to keep me? Uh, let me just mention just briefly how blessed I am to be engaged. Wow. Wow. Sometimes I wake up and just settles in like, yeah, it's real. <laughs> like. Have a mirror experience, like, so I'm just, I haven't talked a lot about it. Kristen is a lot in and out a lot with her family right now until, she, I don't know if she'll be here every week until she's actually, we're actually married. <laughs> but uh, that's been a struggle, I'll be honest. It's been hard to, to handle that, but her grandparents are in their nineties and they live on their own and she has a lot of, helps them out a lot. Woo! Ha ha ha! Oh, life over them. You can be 90 and still have a good time. Yay! There's a verse right before those who wait that says, even the young men grow faint. Even your 21-year-old big body grows tired. But when you wait on the Lord, you get strength that doesn't come from the natural realm. It comes from another worldly place called heaven. Heaven! Say heaven. Heaven! Heaven! heaven come, say heaven come, heaven come through me, through me, oh, heaven come through me, I've learned how to wait, so I've got greater weight on my shoulders, because I've learned how to wait, and I've let the meantime be my preparation time. The hallway, if you will, the, the room, the hallway to another room, a glory to another glory. I've let the hallway, the meantime, become my preparation time. So when opportunity comes to the door, I'm ready to open it and to em- embrace the opportunity that's met by a son who's prepared, right? So I'm just thankful to be engaged. I can't believe it. She is the love of my life. I am in love with that girl. She's 28 years old, I'm 39. What in the world is going on? Holly, that's just a miracle in itself right there. I'm 11 years older than her and she saw me and goes, yes. (laughs) Ah! I don't care if you don't clap, it don't bother me. Oh, I love being in love with him. And then out of that love comes other loves that are right loves. The verse in Proverbs says, prepare your outside work first, then prepare your family. I had to get my outside work prepared before that could come. And I did that. Now it's inviting. I'm inviting that into my life. So I encourage any young people who are getting married or waiting to get married, wait till your outside work is ready before you get that. That's a, that's a, that's an old school statement right there, but it still rings true. Proverbs, prepare your outside work. I'm almost gonna read it just real quick because I know you want to hear it. This saved my life from being anxious when I didn't have what I thought I needed. Proverbs twenty four twenty seven. Prepare your outside work, make it fit for yourself in the field, and afterward build your house. Thank you, Wayne. Prepare your outside work, make it fit for yourself in the field, and afterward build your house. My dad used to say, it's not all about being in love, son. You can go to Publix about 5 o'clock and fall in love on aisle 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. There's more to it. And I wanted to be ready. And honestly, there was a time in my life I didn't know if I'd ever be ready felt like the dream was way off in the distance somewhere until until amen galatians two 20. i've already i should get like a that doesn't count kind of thing for a message because i'm always say that stuff's free but I'm trying to get my messages, what I'm learning is how to be different and how to adjust and evolve into who the Lord has called me to be here. Who Who is liking the messages coming forth from this house? Who is reading and meditating on that, listening to it? Joseph's words have been just so rich and so good, we could just take nuggets from each message and just talk about it, you know what I mean? That's really what this is about, this next three years I believe for this house is getting to know what it is to be about the one thing. From a governmental principle message to a presence-building message, building replace that word with worshippers, becoming the worshiper, the house of God. Pioneer ab- uh, builders abiders. We're in the building transition right now, so the Lord gave me a word of this over this house about three three three. So Joseph thirty three through thirty two thirty six would be a house about getting aware and staying in tune with the new theme, the new glory of this house, which is presence and learning how to be okay in the stillness when it doesn't look like a lot's going on. And that's not easy to do when you're used to coming to a place and hearing a man tell you what to do a lot. It's hard to know, like, it's hard to come to the determination, no, I've actually got the the broad shoulders to carry some things now. And I'm actually no longer going to a building to get the glory, but I've stayed in the building long enough to become the building. I've stayed in the house long enough to become the house where his presence flows. And to own that. So we're in a swirl of that glory right now. We're in a two glory moment of just learning how to sit down with that. And it's a beautiful thing. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's taken us out of comfort zones, and it's putting us into places where we can make difference, differences in the world, and starts first with us. It's a big thing, but he's looking to do it one person at a time, to get you to be aware of how important you are to this picture. It's not about you, but it is about you. It has to start with you, to own it, to say yes to it, to yield, to surrender to that. <clears throat> So, last week, Joseph talked about rehearsing the word. Oh, it was a good word. It was a good word. Amen. Rehearsing the word. So, um, if you do have your Bibles, which I hope you do, uh, Galatians, which I haven't read out of there in a while, so it's going to take me a minute to find it. Preaching from a new verse today. Oh, my God. All right. Galatians 2.20. Is gonna be our overarching umbrella theme today. Really the reason why we're all here. And then kind of go into some steps on how to make that happen in our day-to-day life. And it's pretty simple today, but it's good. And it's alive and the message is alive. The words that we're speaking are alive. Don't let this just be a mundane kind of whatever kind of deal, engage. That means to lean in. Don't just let it sit out here. It's like the table's prepared, but it's, not, it's up to you to come sit at it. That's what I was seeing in the song of the Lord, which I love to do that. You know what I've realized more in this last year with the worship team is what I can do well and what I can't do well. And I love it. I love finding out what I don't do good and going, yeah, I don't do good there. I don't get mad at it, I take it to the secret place and give it to the Lord as an offering going, help me, change me, rearrange me, let me become something other than what I am right now. If I'm looking to change, that's how I'd have to do life. And I'm not being weird with it. I'm just embracing it, letting it hit me. And um, I've learned that one of my specialties, one of the things I love to do the most is sing the song of the Lord. I just love it. I could do it all day, and I pretty much do. And I've learned what Jonathan's skill is. Jonathan is an organizer, a structure. He knows what where, where you need to be, how you need to be there. He's good at that. Man, he's good at it. He's got a great voice, a great articulate voice as well. He's got a beautiful soul, just a heart of tenderness that opens. I believe that's being opened even more to him. The Word of the Lord came to him a couple weeks ago about... I saw that happening, like the Lord targeting his heart. It's like you got the brilliant mind and a tender heart. And I think the brilliant mind has been set, and I think that comes from good seed and good stock and a good lineage. (laughs) He's got a daddy that's got a brilliant mind, and it comes from, from that line. But the Lord is opening up a tenderness to his heart. Jeffrey is a wild man, just drummer, play the piano, play the guitar, play the fiddle, play the violin. Whatever you need to play, he can play it. And we're so happy to have him here. Jesse is a songstress. Is that a word, songstress? Yeah? Okay, we'll go with it. She's a beautiful songstress. Is that right? Psalmist? I think that is a word, though. Thank you. Um, Love her. Um, Just her. She's got a song of the Lord in her now. Woo, the prophetic gifts up in her. Um, Marlene, beautiful, like. She's transitioned into this new day almost more effortlessly than anybody. Give it up for Marlene Page. Come on, shout before the Lord. <laughs> She's just like, okay, yeah, we're changing, cool, I'm going. I mean, she shows up here to practice every day before anybody. Happy as a lark. That's a bird in a tree that's having a good time if you don't know that. A lark, happy as a lark. I remember one time I had a song of the Lord of that over there in that building over there. And I went, man, I, and it was like maybe the best one I've ever done. I wish I could find the tape for it. I, you know, one of some things you do, and you go, man, that was really good. And I can't find it. I'm like, I want to find that because that was good. <clears throat> anyway, where was it? Marlene, she's beautiful. I just love her, the, the, the generational transition. It's beautiful to see. If anybody's having problems with it, just check her. Seriously you having issues, if you're an old generation person, which we love everybody, everybody's all in this from 90 to nine and even everything else is all in here. But if you have, if you're having trouble with things in the kingdom and you're around other people and they're not lean into them, it's not just about you leaning into the Lord. It's about you leaning into the Lord in people because it's not just about you and him. It's about people. Last time I checked, it's two commandments, not one. All right. Easy Ben. Easy. Love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. First of all, let's just camp out there for a minute. Then you get to love your neighbor. But love your God with all. Say all. All. This is just a question, no condemnation. But do you love him with all? I know you kind of give half your heart to him sometimes. Some of us. I know I used to. Give all your heart. Love him with all your mind, your intellect, all that. Take that before him. Let him renew the mind, the spirit of your mind. Give, love him with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, with all your soul, with all your might, with all your strength, with all your soul. Love him with all your, all your, do you get the theme here? Love him with all of you. That's why that hallelujah, hallelujah, means from the guts, When the Braves won the World Series, they've only got one. Bless God. They've been to every playoff in the history of mankind, but got one World Series. I don't know, man. But when they won the World Series in 1995, Chipper Jones and the team, man, they won. And I've been waiting for that for a long time. And I didn't just have a hallelujah. I had a hallelujah. Just say Hallel, Yah. It means to, from the innermost. <laughs> when you've wondered whether you have it, wait till something happens and see whether or not you got it or not. It'll, it'll manifest itself. <laughs> I know nobody else does that, but when your team wins a World Series and they haven't won in a while, you go Hallel, Yah. You go nuts. I do. <laughs> when the Chicago Bulls would win the finals and Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time, Samuel rolls his eyes. I mean, who, who would question that? I mean, just anybody. Just, let's just get that out of the way. It's, it's Yahweh, Jesus, Kristen, and Michael Jordan. That's pretty much the, the level. Kristen, do you like that? She's not even probably watching. It do not even matter. She good. <sighs> No, I love her. I mentioned that already, right? Okay. <clears throat> but Hallel, love him with all, Man, just do that. You won't ever be tired again. You won't ever be weary again. You won't ever be bored again. Because Hallel, Yah, he's bigger than your imagination. He's, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. Has never, he neither has entered into the heart of man the things that the Lord has prepared for you. Posture yourself in that. Man, woo, what is that going to look like? Oh, and then love your neighbor as yourself. As yourself, that means you got to love you. Got to love you some you. But don't do it in a selfish way, go to Him. Love him, and then he'll cause you to love yourself, and then it'll help you love other people. So, amen. amen. Um, the message last week, feeding on his faithfulness, was such a good word, and I, I have a couple things I want to share out of that. And we'll be out of here. Eleven thirty-three. We're all good. Okay. testing that out. It's working. I like it. Oh, I love to be up here and to do this and to listen. I'm glad you guys showed up to listen. So thank you. Um, Galatians 2.20. I want to just read this verse and then I want to talk a little bit about, kind of rehearse some things that Mark had spoke last week on rehearse the word. The source of life, the meaning of why we're here, why we're breathing, why we're living, what is it all about, right? Uh, Psalms 8, one of my favorite books in the Bible, maybe top two or three, honestly. Uh, it's such a great verse because it, 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 David asks a question. Who is man? You ever ask yourself, who, is, who, who am I? Who are you and who am I? And who are you that you are mindful of me? Who are you that you are mindful of me? Who is man? I got I an answer, and it's in Galatians 2.20. Why are we here? The purpose of the source of living comes from the source of life, which is the presence of Yeshua. Galatians 2.20, in the Passion Translation, Amen. My old identity has been cru- co crucified with Messiah and no longer lives. My old identity, we might not get past the first half of the verse. Be one of them kind of days. My old identity has been co crucified with Messiah and no longer lives you dead. If you ain't dead, you ain't alive. You need to get dead first. A lot of Christians that aren't dead and wonder why they're not alive. My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. Sometimes when I read a verse, I close my eyes and I go there. Not every time. I'm not always weird and spooky and different. I don't even think that's really weird. If, if you think I'm weird, what is heaven like? I mean, there's four living creatures around the throne with eyes on their backs and their, I mean, hello, somebody, there's a lot going on up in heaven and we just need to tap into it. Just tap in. Yay. My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives, for the nails of his cross crucified for the nails of his cross crucified me with him and now the essence of this new life say new life <laughs> this is the overarching umbrella reason of the message and the reason why we're here as as living breathing human beings it's not to keep being human it's to be more spirit than you are human it's to wake up every day and look more like your daddy which is through the door of Jesus. Intimacy with Jesus makes you look more like your papa, who is Abba. So when I come into work, I want people to look at me and go, there's a little more Jesus on them today. See, that can't be just some weird thing. That's got to be real. You got to touch the touchstone of the reality of that. It's paramount that we touch the touchstone of what it's all about. And this verse is telling us. We're dead people who have become alive. If we're dead with him, we're resurrected with him. I like the flow of this. This is good. Just take a verse and see what happens. Joseph's motto for us as a team is however, whatever, whenever. He gets prepared. He sent me a text today going however, whatever, whenever. I love it. (laughs) It gives you freedom and structure to be who you are. And I'm ready to be the me that I already am. And the more I fellowship and commune with the communicator, of heaven, I become more of the formless Ben than of the one that I am today, the the procreated. I don't wanna be that, I wanna be of the created. In the beginning, you were with him. And no longer the essence of this new life is no longer, and now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. And we live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. Say, wow, wow, man, that's good. So the target, the aim is this. We're dead in Christ to become alive and resurrected as the Christ in the earth today. And this awakens something in us that cannot be awakened any other way, but by continually feeding on the word. And that's where I'm going to kind of jump out of that and go into this next statement here. Feeding on his faithfulness, what that looks like. What feeding on the word looks like. One of our hallmark verses here for a while has been, Trust in the Lord and do good, dwell in the land, and what? Feed on his faithfulness. Cultivate. The NAS version says cultivate faithfulness. I love that even almost better. They're both really good. Feed on his faithfulness. Cultivate faithfulness. And the rain has fallen. I hope you're not getting wet. If you are, just receive it, I guess. (laughs) We're still working on that so those these two verses here for me the the umbrella the big picture view is i'm dead i'm alive in him and to keep that changing going on in me to become more alive in him i have to feed on something other than what the world has given me So, what i heard today in jesse knowledge of good and evil is not the good is on the knowledge tree is not necessarily sin but it's in the way It's in the way of the one thing. I wrote something down the other day, it says, you can't feed on other things other than the one thing and expect to change anything. Thank you, Stone. You're awesome. Amen. So the first thing I wanna talk about is not really what we're feeding on, but what we need to not be eating. (laughs) <laughs> we can just stay there for a minute or two in all kind of ways physical, spiritual, and everybody knows that Lord, I'd be struggling with some food, man I live to eat anybody else? you live to eat or eat to live I live to eat, son I love to eat and eat some food woo, I do I don't know how I've stayed this skinny for so long because I'd be wanting to boo. I'm pregnant in the spirit but I don't ever want to be pregnant in the natural Feeding on his faithfulness, <clears throat> you can't feed on other things other than the one thing, which is where we're at right now as a house. One verse and Psalms from a worshiper. It's all you got. You don't get any other verses for the day or the week or the month or the next three years. You get one. What are you going to do with the one? That's a good word. What are you going to do with the one? Not flipping pages all the time, but staying on one page. Matter of fact, staying on one verse. How are you going to like that? you going to get bored quick? Probably so. Just stay with it, though. Stay with it. It's a word for some of y'all. Stay with it. Stay with it. I know it. sometimes it can seem hard, but just stay with it. Just stay with it. Stay with the word until it becomes flesh. Stay with the word until it becomes a testimony that becomes a prophetic sign and a wonder for people to actually see. It's no longer just a word. It's been birthed in a word. It's been pregnant with a word to be birthed with a tangible, testimonial, alive, breathing. Once this man was dead, but now he's alive. Once Kimmy's brother was getting a heart attack in the hospital, but now he's alive. That's a tangible, testimonial thing. It's no longer just a word that's not flesh. It's a, word that it's a flesh that be started in the word, but now it's manifested in the flesh. So here you go. Expose what you've been hidden in. It ought to be a word becoming flesh. And in a deeper sense of the meaning, it means when you have cultivated your relationship with him so well, there ought to be a manifestation of something on the outside that people see and go, you've been with Jesus. That is real. You've been with Jesus. You've been communing with him. I can tell by your countenance. There's a great verse in Psalms. Psalms is my favorite book. It says, how blessed are the ones who know the joyful sound, for they walk in the light of thy countenance. Listen to that. How blessed are the ones who know, say no, the joyful sound. Do you know it? Do you know it? If you do, the tangible evidence of it is countenance. I'm talking about just how you look. They'll see it on you before they hear it from you. Give something someone, give an opportunity for someone to ask a question by how much you glow. They'll see it on you before they hear it from you. And if they see it on you, they go, huh? And they lean in and guess what they do? They ask a question. You got a good start. It's called communion. What do they see on you? If you know the joyful sound, you'll walk in the light of the countenance, the countenance say countenance. There's a countenance shift going on by feeding on the word. Say feeding on the word keeps, you know how to say this, keeps me tethered and locked in to the Galatians two 20. Why I'm here. I'm dead in Christ. It's no longer my life. It's Christ that lives in me. Don't let it become cliche Bible knowledge. Let it become reality, a life truth reality that's led. Amen? Amen. Yeah. So, a good practical question to ask us at the beginning of all this is what am I filling my life with? Is it a little bit of good and evil, or is it the tree of life? You just set me up, Jesse. You're just awesome. What, what is it? It can't be either or, by the way. And you can't do this casually, by the way. And you need to be submitted and joined to a group of people who are doing the same thing, by the way. Sorry about that. A word is just a word until it becomes, I've heard this from somewhere, maybe y'all can tell me where. A word is just a word until it becomes a testimony. When it becomes a testimony, it's living. Did you hear that? Oh, I want to read it again. A word is just a word until it becomes a testimony. But let me say this, it begins in a word. Feeding on the word creates a space for testimony, which creates another space for the living expression of God in the earth. One plus one equals. <clears throat> you, hallelujah. So what am I filling my life with? What's feeding me? And the scary part about this thing right here is it's our it's up to us what we allow in. <laughs> So the responsibility, the ability to respond rightly is not on the pastor. It's not on the song leader. It's on you. Makes it a given, but not a given. I think that's Apostle Aaron and Mobile. It's like, it's a given, but it's not a given. It's up to you. To have the space cleared out to be able to hear the knock that's always knocking. And if there's stuff that's filling your life other than him, or if he's an addition to something else, you're clouded and you don't hear the knock and you wonder why there's no intimacy because he's not in you. He's in you, but you're not aware of the in you that he is. What are we feeding our life with? What are we feeding on? It's up to us. And I want to say this. I feel like it's important to say because of the generation that we live in today with YouTube. How many watch YouTube? I mean, I'm on YouTube a lot. I love me some YouTube. And this is a word, I feel like it's a word for someone, me. I know it's me for me. So maybe you can take it too. If not, just listen. You can't feed on other things other than the one thing and expect to change anything. And that means a lot of voices in your head. This is this is for me, because I don't like to hear this word, because I'm a spiritual church sponge. I get it honestly through my mom and through my dad. My dad was less like this, my mom is a lot like this. But it's a beautiful thing and I love it and I'm part of this thing with her, like I'm connected to it, that's why I love, I embrace it. So I like to listen to a lot of voices. Church people, like YouTube, like check into my latest, greatest message or the, or the new worship from Upper Room or Bethel. Or, and they're all good things. They're not bad. But I feel a responsibility to step up to the plate today and go, don't allow that to be called your secret place. Good. Good. Don't spend an hour watching Michael Coulianis in Orlando or Bill Johnson... And then listening to 15 minutes of your upper room favorite spontaneous song go, that's my secret place time. Don't do that. Shut it off. I feel it because that's just me. <laughs> I like some spiritual stuff. I'm not saying don't do it. Be careful how you do that, though. Let this... That's why I want to come back to what are we feeding on? First of all, we're feeding on the word, which is the word is a person, Jesus. Number one, it's the intimacy with him. Number two, it's the logos. It's the, hello, somebody say Bible. Be good to feed on this. Just saying. But the word is not, a, is not the Bible. It is, but it's not. The word is a person. Feed on the person that will take you to the logos, that will take you to the rhema word out of this house. So three Three words. Intimacy is how your secret place should look. First of all, with him. Pretty much, that pretty much takes it all. He does a lot of cool things. So you just let him take you and you feed on the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God and so on and so on. In him was life and that life was the light of men. So feed on the word. And then feed on the Bible read. Here's a news flash. Read your Bible <laughs> and start. This is just a suggestion, not a demand, but start with Psalms one and read 150. You got 150 of them to choose from and they're all beautiful. Start in Psalms and just live in it. And then feed on the word, the person feed on the word, the logos say logos, the written word. And then feed on the rhema, the, the freshly spoken revelational word coming out of the house. That's the order it should go, if you want to know. There you go. Not your favorite preacher on YouTube. Not your favorite song by Bethel. Let, the, let those things just complement and add to what you feed on. So that, therefore you're unclouded, even with good and evil things, good, good stuff. You can't feed on other things other than the one thing and expect to change anything. And aren't we here to want to change some things yeah. as kingdom change agents to begin to shift culture one shift at a time? And this house is doing that through Joseph and his word. Rehearse the word. Y'all good? Yes. Okay. I'm almost done, I think. There's a lot more to say, but amen. <clears throat> Man, I feel such an expectation in the room. Y'all are doing this to me. It's not me. Y'all are drawing something out of me. Things that aren't normally in me, like being okay shifting how I usually do things. The Lord's going, I know you do it this way, but can you come over here and do it this way? So we connect back to our identity in Christ through this process of feeding on his word. Feeding on his faithfulness, feeding on that word until it becomes a life-giving testimony that becomes a life-tangible result of something the Lord has done. <clears throat> yay yeah. So we've got that covered and pretty much we move into this place of how we keep that alive, how we keep that freshly, that fresh hunger to feed alive, right? Because you're alive today, but what about tomorrow? It says today if I hear the voice. See, this is important. It's why a visitation is important only if you take it home and and cultivate it to where it it becomes a habitation. See, if it visits you here, it's trying to take you from that. The visitation is trying to move you into the secret place to cultivate it to where it becomes a habitation of a life led continually by the Spirit. And if you don't cultivate it, you'll have less visitations. What are you doing with the visit that he visited you with yesterday? How do you cultivate that? Well, you feed on it. You cultivate it by feeding, by staying with the word. And we do this as as we keep this fresh hunger alive by the three R's I put down here. Remember, rehearse, to reform. So the word remember, Mark Joseph's talked about, zakar. They say, say zakar. Zakar is a Hebrew word meaning to turn. Woo. Say turn. turn. I'm learning how to turn. Say, I'm learning, I'm learning. how to turn. Remember. Whew, man. It's not just flipping back, going back. It's, it's an active thing that we're doing as human beings, we're turning our affection. And as we turn, He turns. He's a rewarder over those who turn. First with His presence and then with His presents, His Christmas presents that are just extra things for you to enjoy like your new house, your beautiful baby, those are add-ons to the one thing. <laughs> Did you know that? Zakar means to turn. There's a verse in Second Corinthians that says, when one turns, when one zakars, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. When one turns, when one learns how to remember, which is how we're keeping the freshly spoken word alive by remembering, by going back to where we started from to get context on why we're here. When one turns to the Lord, remembers the conceptually means to actively do something. Not just to flip through the files of our mind, but when Yahweh remembered Noah, he caused favor to come upon Noah's situation. It is Yahweh's face and attention that's turning toward us as we turn, as we remember. And that's the touchstone reality that sets us and locks us in a place called "Before I formed you in the womb." Now go therefore into all the world and preach the gospel. Lay hands on the sick, cleanse the leper. Right now, go now. Now there, go now. Go therefore, not before the turning, not before the remembering. And then to keep that fresh and to keep that alive, we become a faithful steward over those things that we learn in the turning. We steward. We keep the flame alive, if you will. It's not his job to keep the flame alive. It's his job to to light you on fire. And it's your job to keep that fire lit. It's not his job to keep your fire lit. We're co laborers, we're joint heirs, we're partners with a person. He's looking for your partnership to do some good, cool kingdom things. Bless the Lord. And the only way you get that is by turning. And in the turning, he unclouds you of the good and the evil, and he, he gives you himself. When one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away, and the, the reality of, what is all, of all that is real becomes a part of who you are. You see it, and you become it, and you walk out of that place with it to be an expression of life for other people to see and to tangibly manifest something different. I like the amens today. I'll keep on doing that. I'm good with that. So remember as a card, one turns and then we rehearse it. We steward it. We keep the flame alive by rehearsing the word, keeping the word before us, keeping the person of Jesus before us, keeping the logos before us, keeping the freshly spoken word from Joseph in this house before us, keeping it before us, say keeping it before us. Great verse that goes with that. David set the Lord before. <laughs> he set the Lord before. Rehearse. And the more we rehearse, the greater the light becomes. The more we rehearse, the more significance on the word. And the more significance on the word creates a greater light. And that light becomes a lamp. Unto the path that we're supposed to walk out. We're gateways of truth who open pathways to life through remembering the word, rehearsing the testimony to reform the earth. I'll say it again. We're gateways, say gateways, of truth. You don't have to say this, but if, that we get in the turning. That we get in the turning we be open we open up your gate we get the gateway reality i'm a gate now i'm seeing how i am who i am and what i am i'm a gate i'm a gateway of truth all that is real is in heaven not here but in heaven and i'm a portal of that realm to bring it into this realm and it's important that my attention is on it i'm turning my attention my affection in the direction of Papa, and that reality causes me to come alive. That's it. Remember, flame is lit. Rehearse, we steward it to keep the flame going. And we're in that place of remembering, we become gateways of truth who open pathways to life. Life. And we continually do that through a process of remembering, rehearsing, and reforming that is all about Galatians 2.20. Allowing his life to flow through me. It is, it's all about that. It's not about my life. He has bought me. You're not for sale. You've been bought. Either you act like that or you don't. Either you're a little bit bought or, or not a bought at all. Most people walk around like that. They're a little bit bought, but not bought at all. Some people are just not bought at all. They don't care. Some people do care and just don't want to give it all away. Like their favorite preacher on YouTube. Talking to me once again. This is a word for me. I'm going to go back and listen to this because I need to hear it. (laughs) And you should too, because we're rehearsing the word. Get it? I'm just kidding. Oh, and you know, in this place of rehearsal... It's so fun because it becomes really the relational part of it where you, 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 you realize you're responsible over this big fire in you. <laughs> he lights the fire and then he says, all right, you're it. Now you keep it going. There, go therefore into all the world and preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick and heal the sick and raise the dead. All determining, all dependent upon how big your fire is will determine the influence that you will have. So rehearse the word to allow that lamp to become a bright lamp unto the pathway that we walk out. That word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Feeding on his faithfulness to constantly keep before us All that is real. And you have to do that daily so this world that's trying to get in you will not get in you. And if you don't feed on his word, it will get in you. Man, oh man, oh man. You got one job feed on his word. 12.03. 12.03. I preached for, I, I would have been proud of this a long time ago. I'm like, I'm, all right. But I'm, I'm shaped. I'm, I used to be worried about how long I would go. Cause I didn't want anybody to get tired, but you know, what are you going to do, man? So I can worship. I know some of y'all are like, y'all done yet. Y'all been singing that course for 30 minutes. I know none of y'all have thought that at one time at this house. <laughs> You definitely thought it years ago when I would get up here and literally not stop. And I'd be like, yeah. But you know what? I'd rather be told to shut up than to speak up. And we need some people that speak, that are speaking up. I'm talking about young people who got it more than you think you got it. And you need to step up. If it's perfect for a baby, what must it be like for a grown adult? Out of the mouth of babies, thou hast ordained perfection praise. Oh, thank you, Lord. It's no longer I that live, it's Christ that lives in me. And I do that through a process of turning, remembering, rehearsing to reform the earth. And my remembering and my rehearsal will change the game. He's looking to do a big thing one person at a time. And he's looking for soakers and waiters who sit under the shade and wait for the right moment to be sent. In his shade, I sat down and took great delight. Song of Solomon, in his shade, I sat down and took great delight. It's hard to believe, and sometimes I feel this way, it's hard to believe that my little secret place experience and our corporate gathering will change the culture. But you know what? It will. If we're honest, sometimes I look at it and go, man, that's going to be a hard challenge, but I'm not doing it. (laughs) <laughs> he is, and I've given him permission in my turning to give me him with no strings attached, no good and evil tree, no little bit of this, a little bit of that, but just him. It's Jesus plus nothing. It's not Jesus plus your favorite preacher. It's not Jesus plus your f- whatever. There is no Jesus plus. It's Jesus, Yeshua, Hamashiach. I got to say that in a message just so it's official. The Messiah, the Messiah mind. Yeah. Amen. Rehearse the word. Checking my notes, checking it twice. I feel good today. <clears throat> Let me read my first verse again. All this is coming back to Galatians 2.20. My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah. Put your hands on your, on your head, on your, on your forehead, mind, brain, head. And just say this with me, Messiah's mind... help me think like you do. Messiah's mind. Come on. Come on. See, that could be just some ho-hum dorky thing, or that can become a prophetic gesture of a something greater for you. You can allow it to be whatever you want it to be. I don't really care. I'm the messenger releasing the message. You can take it or leave it. If you get done before I do, you can leave when you want to. Same door that lets you in and let you out. But I'm telling you, if you stay in the room long enough to hear a new freshly spoken word, you'll get all you need. And you'll go out into all the world and have the skill to lay hands on the sick and see them actually recover. It doesn't say go pray for the sick, it says heal them. So go heal some people. This is a challenge for me because I like to stay in my secret place and never come out. But that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to start there to come out here with something to say and something to expose. And it's up to us to cultivate the visitation where it becomes a habitation of life. My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives. Man. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. And now, say now. now. And now. <laughs> Joseph's been adding today onto some of the things he'll say today. And now. Not now, but right now. Right now. Now. And now, the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one, the Messiah's mind, now lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God, who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. You can stand, if you will, and just raise your hands, if you will, as a posture of receiving today. Lord, we open up our gates today for you to come do only what you can do. We don't want to do this out of our own strength, out of our own self. Sometimes we can get lost in the routine of even ministry and the work that it falls Take the wear and tear off of jobs in this house. Take the wear and tear off of ministry that seems to be sometimes just gets rigid. Help, help us in our rigidness, Father. Help us in our little bit of good, a little bit of evil kind of life. And help us be ones that totally are surrendered to the tree of life, the thing that gives us hope that we become the Christ in the earth for people to see and to be changed by oh we lean in today as our hands are raised and our heads are lifted high we receive the open gateway of your love today we we recognize that we are gateways of truth who are opening up pathways to this beautiful life that is led, that has light to shine upon our path, to give us direction and aim on where we're supposed to go and how we're supposed to get there. And We don't move unless you move. We don't do unless you do. We don't say unless you say. Let that not just be a verse. Let it be something that you build history with. I can't transfer my history with the Lord to you. Neither can you to me. It's important that you build your own personal intimacy history with Jesus and let that open yourself up to be the gateway that you're called to be in this day. na 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 Hey. Hey. Yay. Shela na 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 with you today. We turn. The veil is taken away. I'm feeling lighter. I'm feeling lighter. I've traded my heaviness for his easy and his light. I'm feeling lighter. I'm feeling His yoke is easy and His burden is lighter. I'm feeling more confident than I've ever felt before because I've changed over myself and I've given myself for Him to come in my life and live His life through me as an open portal, an open gateway to pour out more of His presence in the earth today. Set a fire in our soul, ones we can't contain and ones we can't control. Lord, burn in us. Lord, burn in us. Let your fire burn. Let your fire set a fire, set a fire as we remember, set a fire as we remember and turn to the thing that matters, set a fire, set a fire, set a fire and help us rehearse to keep that fire alive. Help us rehearse to keep that flame alive. It's not his job to keep the flame alive. It's yours. Take ownership of the co-laborer that you are and the partner that you are with Yeshua today. We de- declare and decree this today. Official kingdom business has been done today. Not just another church service, but kingdom business. With the worshipers who are building a house full of fire. In Yeshua's name and his nature that you're forming us into. We say yes to that today. yidambushandayika. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.